We have a couple of guests from USAO on the program today. Let's start with Shepard McConnell, and he's Vice President for Enrollment Management and Student Life. So, Shepard, good to have you on the show today. Good morning. Let's talk about uh, what's been going on over the summer, and we're just a couple of weeks away now from classes being started at USAO. There's a new president on campus, and man, a lot going on. Yes, it's an exciting time at USAO. We have uh, recently, our new president started August 1st, Dr. Kayla Hale, and she is bringing a lot of great energy to build on the wonderful legacy that Dr. Fever has left us. Um, This summer has been packed with filling up our housing, filling up our classes, adding new classes because we have so many students on campus right now. Uh, So many to the fact I was looking at numbers from even three years ago, our campus population has almost added 200 in headcount. So it's going really well. Where the rest of the state, we hear about campus is losing students. We're actually on the upward shift. That is good to know. And, uh, you know, such a diverse uh, student population, international population, and uh, the word's getting out worldwide about USAO. Indeed. Uh, You know, we have great athletes from all over the world, and not just athletes. We do have students coming from all over the world, uh, all over the state, um, all over the region, really. And, you know, we are a public institution. We believe in serving Oklahomans, and that is our big focus. But having those other people come into campus really helps us uh, diversify the opportunities for everybody to learn from everyone. So it's very exciting to be a student there in a small environment that, you know, when we advertise 13 people in a class, that's what we mean. We're not saying 13 people in your English 1 class. We're saying you're going to have small classes. And for some of us that have gone to college, that's good or bad. Um, you know, that real personal attention and our professors, they're there to teach. They're not there to research. They're there to teach and they're there to help our students get to their next uh venture in life, their end goal, where their passion lies. And especially for this region, I think uh, kids, I say kids, young adults, uh, they're used to the small school setting. If they go off to a big university, there's a thousand people, I guess, or some stupid large number. Uh, Hard to get personal attention (laughs) with numbers like that, I guess. That's that's so true. There's places that a student can go where they're going to have more people living in their tower than they are going to have uh, in their hometown. Uh, So it is definitely a little bit easier of a transition for some of our rural students. And it's a more comfortable transition for those students that don't want to be in crowded hallways, don't want to be part of a cattle call class. Um, You know, we say that you're coming to us for an education. We're not for everybody, but we're for the people that really want to excel in their education and in their future career. So uh, over the last few weeks, what have you been focused on? So over the last few weeks, we are focused on uh, finishing up our enrollment, uh, completing our housing lists. We are full in housing this year. We've had some great people from the community help us out by offering up rentals, things like that, to help us get students in place for the fall and continue that success. Uh, We are also, um, right now, compared to four years ago, our class is almost double in size for freshmen. Um, Our transfers are up almost uh, I would say 40, 50% over three years ago. So we're really firing on all cylinders right now, um, driving home for those final two weeks right before move in on the 25th, and then classes start on the 28th. So uh, just a couple of weeks away and uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of new maintenance things going on and trying to get the facilities ready and all that. So uh, pretty yes. nice. Yes, and it's so exciting that we're actually having to figure out more housing opportunities on campus. 
I can't say much about it right now, but we're hoping to utilize a few more spaces to put people, not just cram them in, but actually give them a wonderful living, uh, learning experience, and to be able to continue that uh, live on feel and build that family of that USAO Drover family. I know there's been work the last several years trying to get Willard, Willard Hall back open, so that's hopefully the next uh, that, year or so, maybe longer down the road. But uh, That's an ideal goal. Um, I would love for that to become the welcome mat or the front porch of the institution. It's right next to the president's house. Right on Grand Avenue. Right on Grand. Mm. It's a grand view, if you yes, would. there you go. <laughs> um, and it's a wonderful opportunity. We are in the midst of, I know, J.P. and Dr. Hale. J.P. Otis. J.P. Otis, yes. Uh, they're both out there um, working to find some funding to get that that space open. They're doing a great job, and hopefully in a couple of years we will get it back open. So you mentioned uh, the students will be moving in here very soon. Classes start the 28th. And uh, the last couple of years, there's been kind of a, a great uh, welcoming uh, for the new students and returning students. And that's, that's going to continue here uh, later on this month. Yes, we have an exciting uh, set of programming. It will start on 25th uh, with our move-in program. We're going to move all of our students back into campus for the fall. And that will start our orientation um, our orientation weekend this year, we're actually one week later this year, so it falls during the Grady County Fair. Um, oh boy. So we're not <laughs> going to try to compete with that. Right. And so we're going to move our street and greet event, which we've had. We started last year, was our inaugural, and we had it down on Chickasha Avenue, down by the chamber, and it went all the way to the uh, world-famous leg lamp. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we are going to continue that this year, but we're going to do it a week later, uh, Thursday the... 31st and it will be from 6 to 8 30. Uh, we actually we want to not just invite USAO and faculty and staff there we want to invite anybody in the surrounding area. This is a welcome back to school event. It's intended to bring the community and USAO together. Uh, we really believe in that hand-in-hand -hand mission because this is a college town. We want it to be a college town. We want students to go out in the community, find jobs, find resources. We want them to ultimately stay. They get so excited about being here that they stay and help contribute for their long-term future. So are you asking for groups to maybe set up a little vendor booth down there? And what kind of groups and businesses are you, are you looking for? Right. So right now we have 15 food trucks that will be there and wow. 21 vendors signed up. Um, we are looking for anybody in the community that's interested in coming out and working with our students, but also know that community members will be there. Uh, everything from, uh, you know, you might be selling jewelry to maybe it's human services for uh, certain populations or whatever. We are inviting everybody in the community to come out, and we really do want this to become a premier event that we continue to do year after year. Will there be some activities uh, that the students can participate in and other than just meeting uh, community organizations are going to be out there? Yes, so there will be music. We're, we should have an event in the Art Wrecker as well. Mm -hmm. Um, outside of the food, there will be some games, and I believe we will have some inflatables. Um, and we are working on a special shirt. Last year, we gave out a purple and gold shirt um, with our wonderful shield on it, obviously with Chickasha mm -hmm. as our wonderful partner. We wanted Chickasha to give those schools. out. Yeah. Chickasha schools and that wonderful purple and gold, and it just works so well. So we're working on something right now uh, to have as a handout and a give out because we want to have school pride for everybody in the town. 
So should the vendors maybe have some little trinkets that maybe they can give away? And they, is there going to be like a little swag bag that's going to be offered? Or We would love for that, mm-hmm. um, but we just want anybody to come and attend. You right. know, if we can have people that are offering their services, if they do give a koozie, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But we just want all the excitement, all of the energy down there to welcome everybody back to the fall and to school. And should they reach out to you if they're interested in uh, doing that? If they're interested, uh, they can reach out to uh, us at admissions at usao.edu. That is the sort of our hotline where we're getting all of that. Uh, Zoe Brown and Annie Roberts are also the ones that are helping coordinate that. And if they just call into campus, they don't remember any of those names, we will get them directed to my office and who's organizing that. And give that email address once again. So it's admissions, so A-D-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S, that's a good spelling there test. There you go. At usao.edu. Admissions at usao.edu. Very good. Uh, it's an exciting year for campus on campus. 2023 marks the 50th anniversary of athletics yes. coming to the university. So there's uh, so there's some big plans for that this fall. It is. We should have a wonderful homecoming. Um, I know they've already they've started the planning well before today. Oh, yes. Um, but it's going to be a great event marking some of our championships, um, some of our wonderful student athletes, past, current, um, and future, hopefully. We'll get some involvement there. Uh, but all of campus will be involved. It'll be later this fall, hopefully when it's not a thousand degrees outside, um, not yes. raining. We're, we're hoping for that perfect weather, but it's going to be a very exciting time to come to homecoming. And you don't even have to have ever gone to USAO to come to our homecoming. We're inviting everybody. We want you to have pride in what we're doing because we have so much pride and we're so excited about what we're doing on campus. Yeah, it's, it's the first weekend in November, just, just yes. so folks can kind of pencil that in. I know uh, the alumni has a lot of activities uh, scheduled for that week. A lot of uh, former students are coming back. Uh, and so, yeah, so basketball was the first sport for what was then the Oklahoma College for Liberal Arts. Right. So right. Uh, so marking that 50th uh, anniversary. And who, who would have known that, 50 years later, what is there, like 11 sports or something like that? But we can mention, the, you know, men's yeah. and women's basketball, men's and women's soccer, soccer golf, golf now, cross country, cross country and track, track and field, yes. volleyball, the state champion men's basketball team from yes. 2002, state champion softball team from 2018. Those national, yes. those big national champions. Yes. And, and our, all those sports are, they've got some good teams coming this year, so not just homecoming, we're encouraging you to get, to get out now and come see our soccer teams. They're going to start here in about a week, yep. I believe. Yeah, they scrimmaged, uh, they scrimmaged today. Yes. Both yes. of them are on the road uh, scrimmaging, but um, I think uh, the women have a home scrimmage next week, and then the season yep. actually starts next week too. So. Right. We're mm-hmm. even taking all of our incoming students to one of the games on Saturday, that first weekend on the 26th. So uh, they should have a couple of games that weekend at home. And we're going to take the students out because we need to support each other. Right. And uh, so, and the Sooner Athletic Conference coaches' rankings just came out this week, and both soccer teams are expected to contend for conference titles. I, exciting. It, it's yeah. very exciting. Um, it's fun to be around them because, you know, the size of campus, we get to see everybody. I've been on other campuses where you hear about them, but you never see them. And so, getting to see such world class athletes 
up front and they're in class with you, it's it's very cool experience, very unique. Right. And just one more thing about soccer with the Women's World Cup going on. I mean, mm-hmm. that brings a lot more attention to uh, to the sport, obviously. It does. And Even the, the shirt I'm wearing I is love a, it. a yes. soccer-inspired <laughs> shirt. We love to do those uh, sport-inspired shirts yes. because uh, they unify us. And, you know, with the Women's World Cup, maybe that didn't go as we wanted, but we're hoping our season really does. All right. So, what else do we need to know? We've got we've covered quite a bit of ground this morning, but uh, there's always something going on. Uh, USAO's got a very active social media presence uh, out there. So, absolutely. So, if you're interested in following us, we have a few handles. The one that my team helps manage is at uh, USAO Bound on Instagram. Um, that is our main social media. You can follow us on Facebook. But what's exciting, and we're not advertising it, our, our 2024 application opens on Tuesday, or excuse me, on the 15th. Um, however, I will say if you're listening to this, it is open now. And so we're already taking applications for next year. We just opened it. It's a soft opening. Um, and we will have some giveaways for the first people that fill it out. And also it puts you in the front of the line for housing, for classes, and for, you know, I know seniors, you just started literally yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but we want you to start applying because next year comes really fast. So uh, talk about the number of apartments and things you have on campus for student housing. So we have currently 528 beds. Uh, all are full for the fall. We are trying to expand to about 538 to accommodate more, but we've we've actually been helping students find resources off campus. Um, Bobby Shores and her team in housing are doing such a wonderful job over there that we're going to have a full house and it's going to be great. It's a wonderful problem to have. That's why we need Willard back online as soon as possible. But in this time, you know, having full housing, having a full campus, it's such a rarity in higher education that uh, we're very excited about what our future's coming for us. One more thing we might want to add to, and uh, coming up next week, the Chamber of Commerce is hosting a uh, status of education for the entire community, so to speak. So there'll be rep- Dr. Hale will be out there yes. from USAO. Uh, Rick Crosland from Chickasha Public Schools yes. is going to be there. And uh, Canadian Valley Technology Center. I think that's next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. You so that's are correct. A, yeah. And that's going to be a great event. Um, you know, my personal ethos is I want students to do something after high school. And um, my dad was a superintendent at Metro Tech for my growing up years and so i want you to do something and so i think the community learning more about all of those programs all of those opportunities keep it local you know what most students want to do with their lives keep it local because a you're going to have a better cost savings you're going to get a great education and i think dr hale and all of the other wonderful people will convey that uh, because we're going to do some really awesome things here very shortly Shepard McConnell with us as part of our Real Estate Today program. Let's spend a few minutes now with Katie Davis. She's a professor of theater and the director of the Davis Waldorf Performing Arts Series at USAO. Good morning, Katie. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm glad to be here with you, George. Another school year is about upon us, and uh, you've been spending uh, the last several months getting things ready for your classes and the Davis Waldorf series and all that. So yeah, it's been a fun summer. We get to look forward to a great group of freshmen coming in this fall, and lots of stuff going on in the theater department. And we have an interesting crossover between what the theater arts program is doing and what the Davis Waldorf series is doing. So, so that's kind of the first big cool thing that's yeah. happening. So uh, just talk about what's been going on over the summer. 
Did you have any classes this summer? I taught three different courses this summer. I got to work in our Gen Ed interdisciplinary IDS program, and so I got to team teach a class with a group of freshmen who I don't normally see, and that was really fun. And then summer is also when I do my upper-level acting classes, and our final project was a performance here in town um, with Dana Helms' creation at the Shakespeare Wine Company, and we did a drunk Shakespeare tribute to <laughs> all things drinking and drunks and Shakespeare, and that was really fun. And then I got to teach one of my film classes this summer, and so we were looking at Disney villains all summer long. So it was a great summer. Very good. And so school will be starting here in a couple of weeks, and I guess primarily let's start, start first with the Davis Waldorf Performing Arts Series, because that's uh, something that runs up pretty much all year. Sure. We've got... Our 23rd season will start in October this year, and the first performance of that season will be something we have never done before, which is we are bringing a company called the Push Physical Theater to be in residence on campus. They will be on campus for three weeks and working with our students and some students from area high schools. They will be developing a new production based on Robert Louis Stevenson's case of Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, the strange case of Jekyll and Hyde, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde will be the, sub the subject, but the play doesn't exist yet. And the world premiere of their performance will happen October 26th as the kickoff to the series. So we get to be part of helping them develop a brand new show. Um, audiences may remember that about three or four years ago they were here and presented Dracula and people were just kind of blown away by the physical theater style. It kind of mixes acrobatics and dance and theater. And so our students getting to support them as they build a new show will be really cool. No doubt. And, and it'll debut right here. Right here the for the first time ever. When they tour nationally and internationally with it, it'll have a little star that says, as developed with the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma. So, How, How'd you first get in contact uh, with, these, with this group? Well, we booked them for the Davis Waldorf mm -hmm. series to present Dracula. Right. And when they came for Dracula... They just really fell in love with our department, with our campus. Um, we just were kind of like-minded and we enjoyed visiting together. And then during the pandemic, we developed several long-distance relationships. The first is Darren taught a class for us online. Darren Stevenson is the artistic director of Push Physical Theater. And so he did an online acting class with us one summer during the pandemic. And then they also helped me when we had to pivot very quickly and put all of our shows live online, they developed the first of those shows, which was a backstage conversation with them about how they were developing the shows they were working on then and kind of behind the scenes and their Rochester location. And so we just have kind of stayed friends and we had the opportunity together to write a grant to the National Endowment for the Arts. Um, the NEA grant required that a nonprofit, which the USAO Foundation is, partner with a professional theater with a goal of developing new work in some way. And when we got that grant, we decided, well, there, we're, we're supposed to do this. <laughs> so it's exciting to have that support and to be able to bring that kind of program on campus. But how many students will be able to take part? Do you know? You know, right now, there's not a cap. We're interested in involving students from the high schools. We're interested in students on campus. Some will be directly supporting their show. And what we're also 
also going to do is a shadow show. We're kind of a working title is if they're Jekyll and Hyde, we're Hyde and Jekyll. So that the night after they do their world premiere, students will perform the show that we developed inspired by watching them work and the way they did their show. So there actually is going to be kind of a back-to-back um, Jekyll and Hyde two-night world premiere. And then how are you go about recruiting some of the area high school students? So I've already been in conversation with some of the teachers at schools. Um, Amber Howman is on our steering committee for the Davis Waldorf series, and so we've been connected with her students at Rush Springs for a while. Uh, I've got a good relationship with folks at the Votech, and um, we're going to put out just open audition information for the community once we have some dates in mind. So that's the, that's the debut in October. That's, that's how we start it all. All right. And then November, we get back to kind of business as usual. We're bringing in a company we've never hosted before. They are from Nebraska. They're the American Midwest Ballet Company. It's been more than four years since we've had a ballet show. And their show is short ballets, kind of the introduction for people who don't know whether they like ballet or not. But it's a collection of pieces they call Momentum. And it ranges in styles of ballet, everything from sort of classic to really contemporary. And we're excited about that one to kind of that one kind of kicks off Christmas. All right. And it's great that uh, you're able to offer some of these uh, great programs. Uh, Number one, you don't have to drive to Oklahoma City or Tulsa or Dallas to see, you know, some similar type theater or performances. And uh, the tickets are a lot more affordable. That's it. Access and affordability has been what this series has been about for more than 20 years now, is let folks come to Chickasha and experience our town and give them one more reason to come to town to have dinner, to shop, and to have everybody who's in not just Chickasha, but Grady County and the counties that surround us have an option where instead of spending hundreds of dollars and a night far away, that right here they have a place on campus where they can see some really world-class entertainment. So we're proud of that. And then uh, it'll take a break after that, and then probably a couple performances uh, after the first of the year, right? We've got two music shows scheduled. The first one folks are going to recognize. 23 years ago when we had our inaugural season, we started with a group called the world-famous Glenn Miller Orchestra. And so we're bringing the Glenn Miller Orchestra back in February, the night after Valentine's Day. So here's your hint, folks. When you're buying your Valentine's gifts, think ahead. Give those tickets on the 14th, and the very next night you come to campus on the 15th and see the Glenn Miller Orchestra. And they, of course, do all those big swing hits from the 30s and 40s and some contemporary stuff in that classic Glenn Miller sound. You know, I think I was at that show. Uh, I loved it. And it, it. And I grew up, you know, in a band, you know, in my high school band and played in college. And really, really good stuff. Really awesome. So and then save me a ticket for that one for sure. Outstanding. Yeah. We'll count on it. And then about as far away from that as you can get, we're going to close the season at the end of March. We're bringing in a group called the Cleverlies. They have performed for the series once before. They are a fusion of stand-up comedy and bluegrass. And their gimmick is they are the Cleverlies family. And they do covers of every style of music from Gangnam style to Walk Like an Egyptian 
in really good, high-quality bluegrass music. So we're going to bring out Austin's Barbecue and have food trucks on the Oval, and you can come get barbecue and then come see a bluegrass show at the end of March to, to kind of wrap up this year's season. And are tickets already available? Uh, season tickets available right now? Season or? tickets go on sale this week. Community residents should see brochures show up in their mailboxes. They'll also be available at the Chickasha Chamber. Um, there'll be posters around town with our sponsors. You can also just go to the website at usao.edu forward slash DWPAS for Davis Waldorf Performing Arts Series. And you can read about the whole season and see videos of who the artists are. Um, we do have a special bonus that we'll see there. We are partnering this year with the Chisholm Trail Arts Council and we're swapping flex tickets. Their flex ticket allows you to go see one of the three, no, I'm sorry, four music shows in their live concert series that the Chisholm Trail Arts Council produces. So if you buy one of the Davis Waldorf season tickets, you get an extra ticket to go to Duncan and see a show. If you happen to be a ticket holder for the live concert series at the Chisholm Trail Arts Council in Duncan, you will get a flex ticket and you can pick one of the Davis Waldorf series shows and come to see that as part of your season membership. Katie Davis, professor of theater and Shepard McConnell, vice president of enrollment management at USAO on the program today.